the age of organizational effectiveness. This is the podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Today we're at episode 84, and I'm calling it Three Reasons Management is Broken But Can Be Fixed. If we need fresh evidence that management is broken, we only have to look at the 2017 numbers on worker engagement from Gallup. Only 21% of employees strongly agree that they are managed in a way that motivates them to do outstanding work. Overall, 33% of U.S. workers report that they are actively engaged with their work. Management's seeming inability to consistently engage workers in their work stems from three primary causes, in my view. Number one, management retains goal-setting as one of its primary roles. Number two, management focuses their attention on efficiency rather than effectiveness. And three, management acts as if compensation, that is, pay in its various forms, is a more powerful motivator for workers than intrinsic reward, such as internal motivation. Let's take a look at each of these reasons in turn. The first reason I mentioned, management retains goal setting as one of its primary roles. And Peter Drucker tells an interesting story. In his book, The Effective Executive, which was first published in 1967, he talks about Theodore Vail, who was one of the least known of American business builders. He was the president of Bell Telephone System, from just before 1910 until the mid-1920s. Vail built the organization into the largest private business in the world and into one of the most prosperous growth companies of the day. Vail saw early that a telephone system had to do something distinct and different to remain in private ownership. Our business is service, he said, and that became the Bell commitment as soon as Theodore Vail took over. But at the time which was shortly after the turn of the century, this was heresy. He saw to it that yardsticks throughout the system by which managers and their operations were judged measured service fulfillment rather than profit performance. Managers were responsible for service results. It then became the job of top management to organize and finance the company so as to make the best service also result in optimal financial rewards. But the reason I bring this story to your attention is because Vail essentially stumbled upon the goal of every organization, according to a new management philosophy called Management by Positive Organizational Effectiveness. Within the new approach, the goal of every organization is the same. That is, to be effective within its environment. It means that an organization serves its environment, exchanging benefits with it, and is rewarded in return. High-powered executives are not needed to set goals when every organization has the same goal. This has the added effect of focusing management attention primarily on effectiveness and setting efficiency aside until effectiveness has been achieved. As long as management retains goal-setting as one of its primary roles, we'll still have this problem. But if management is willing to give up that role and accept that Every organization has the same goal, that is to be effective within its environment. Then we can simplify management enormously and move on to figure out how best to serve the environment. 
Our second uh, primary cause was management focuses their attention on efficiency rather than effectiveness. Gary Hamill likes to say that today's management is essentially the love child of Julius Caesar and Frederick Winslow Taylor. Of course, you know, Julius Caesar was a military commander in the Roman Empire, and Frederick Winslow Taylor was the author of the book called Scientific Management, where he was looking for the one best way to make every worker most efficient in the task that they were carrying out. So the primary job of management for the last 150 years or so has been to improve efficiency. Uh, starting with Adam Smith and his pen factory that he mentions in his book, The Wealth of Nations. Under the efficiency rubric, managers essentially use command and control, and workers are assumed to be replaceable parts in a machine that is trying to increase its throughput. Yet the workers of Taylor's day were unskilled manual workers, Today, virtually everyone is a knowledge worker because today's processes use highly automated machines and there is embedded knowledge within those machines. The job of the worker is to understand that body of knowledge that's embedded in the machines and best apply it to the work. So it's the combination of today's machines and today's workers that requires a different type of management. And of course, we know many other workers are also knowledge workers, even though they don't use machines, who take a body of knowledge and apply it to their work. Knowledge work is everywhere, and the reason why companies cannot find enough of the right workers is because they seem unwilling to train in ways that would make these workers productive. The third reason we mentioned today that management is failing to engage workers is that management acts as if compensation is the most powerful motivator for workers rather than the intrinsic reward of doing good work. Yet one of the main reasons workers leave their work is because of the first-line managers and their inability or unwillingness to feel motivated while working under them. Workers often refer to their work as a prison and are looking for the best way to escape. What's important to do is to free the worker from the constraints that are currently in place because no one wants to work for others when they have little control over the objectives and they do not agree with the purpose of the work. The advantage of management by positive organizational effectiveness is that every worker is empowered to ask afresh today, how can we best serve our environment? And they are empowered to use their creativity and discretion in doing so. There's a good bit of work that shows that instead of the kind of charismatic leaders that have been held up as a model before, we really need servant leaders that empower workers and that are trying to get the best work from them by enabling their creativity. The intrinsic rewards of the work are very powerful when the work environment is properly set up and workers are empowered. uh, They become engaged in their work.
what we've tried to do is to outline three reasons why we think management is broken yet can be fixed. To recap, number one, management retains goal setting as one of its primary roles. Number two, management focuses their attention on efficiency rather than effectiveness. And number three, management acts as if compensation is the most powerful motivator for workers rather than intrinsic reward. And what we're offering basically is management by positive organizational effectiveness, which is outlined in my book, Become Truly Great. The new approach empowers workers at the periphery to ask how they can serve their environment more effectively today and frees them up to do their best and most creative work. And that's it for this episode. Join us again next time when we'll again explore stories about organizations and their performance. In the meantime, you can explore all of our podcasts at our website, ageofoe.com. And that's all for now. So long. So long.